Welcome to 49ers Access. My name is Sterling Bennett, and we have to talk about everything that went down with this Matthew Stafford situation. What's next for the quarterback position, and where do the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo go from here, plus some big Maybe not some exciting news for San Francisco in regards to which quarterback they're targeting, but we're going to get into all that. Joining me today to react and discuss all the news regarding the San Francisco 49ers. He covers the 49ers for Forbes and was one of the first people to report about Matthew Stafford coming to San Francisco. Vincent Frank, welcome to the show and let's start at the very beginning. On Friday, January 29th, you tweeted out, the Niners in Detroit have been talking trade through the night. Uh, Ed Holmes, the GM of the Lions, wants it done quick. Any team. You then followed up with the 12th pick is not included. Then you gave what became, what was part of my tweet that unfortunately went crazy <laughs> on Twitter and took off. But uh, they said San Francisco offered two second round picks and two third round picks from what you knew. Then you tweeted out following, I'll miss Jimmy Garoppolo. Everything seemed to indicate that there was a, a deal in place, possibly, that San Francisco was acquiring Matthew Stafford from Detroit. So my question to you is, can you explain what the initial report was that kind of made you feel as if a deal between San Francisco and Detroit was going to get done involving Matthew Stafford? Um, it's just something that I heard from behind the scenes, uh, close to the 49ers organization. And um, it was about that they were talking trade. And, you know, it came out yesterday that no official trade um, offer was made. Well, you know, that's, that's semantics. Uh, if you look at it in context, you don't make an official trade offer unless you think the team is possibly going to accept it. Because you want to have plausible deniability, especially when you have a quarterback on your roster who took you to the Super Bowl a year ago. So that's the first thing that people, you know, social media, they lack nuance in response. You report something, it doesn't happen, then they think, oh, well, you're lying or you don't have sources. They want you to out your sources. That's not how it works. And with the trade talks, that's also not how it works. You don't make a concrete official offer to a team unless you're pretty darn sure they're going to accept that trade. Um, and then what happened with the Lions and the Rams is the Lions decided that they would take on Jared Goff's contract, and that pretty much changed everything, including the Colts who were obviously in on Matthew Stafford and a couple other teams that were in on Stafford too. So the minute the Lions said we're going to take on Goff's contract, that changed everything um, because they got two first-round picks. I don't care what Detroit's brass says, Sterling. They got extra compensation for taking on Jared Goff's contract, period. I don't care if they're saying they're committed to him. What else are you going to say at this point? You took on that contract. So – that just changed the entire dynamic for all the teams that were looking at acquiring Stafford. As the days kind of went on, as you know, from the 29th on to when Stafford eventually got traded, uh, there seemed to be a lot of, I don't want to say misreporting, because a lot of teams, I'm sure, heard a lot of things, but there was a lot of different angles reporters were taking, and I'm sure to a certain extent, like Mike Garofolo said, San Francisco hadn't made a, a quote-unquote significant offer, but they were interested uh, Schefter didn't mention San Francisco, albeit he didn't mention the Colts either. And while I'm not going to ask you to go against, you know, a different reporter here, um, a handful of people told me there was the 2022 first rounder that was being offered as, as well as the 2021 third rounder. Um, knowing you are far more connected to the Niners than I am, 
Was there any indication that the Niners were willing to part ways with more than your initial report of two second-rounders and two third-rounders? No, I think the only way the Niners would trade that 12 pick is for Deshaun Watson. Uh, not for Matthew Stafford. you got to look at it in this context. How much of an upgrade is Matthew Stafford over Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, now, the Lions taking on Garoppolo's contract would have been different than the uh, Lions taking on Goss' contract because it's an easy out, right? Niners have a 2.4 million dead cap hit by releasing him. Um, the Rams wouldn't even, the Lions wouldn't even have to keep him. Um, so there's a little bit there, but with the Niners, John Lynch and company, they have to be thinking if we're going to be trading that 12th pick, if we're going to be trading multiple first round picks, we don't have to unload Garoppolo's contract to entice a team with more picks. We're only going to get that from Watson or and the option is that Aaron Rodgers is available and it's looking more and more like he's not. Um, those two would be the dramatic upgrades over Garoppolo that would have had the 49ers give up that first-round pick. I know we talked slightly in the DMs yesterday shortly trying to kind of make this all work today, and you mentioned it uh, in kind of your opening statement that how, how nuanced this situation is and kind of how it kind of seemed like the Rams and the Lions, or the Rams kind of swooped in and the Lions said, we like the offer, we'll take on Goff. Um, is that the case where th- 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 there kind of was this handshake agreement between San Francisco and Detroit and the Lions and Rams then kind of said, this is a deal we've liked more so than San Francisco's deal and the Lions did swoop in? Or was there no handshake agreement between Detroit and San Francisco after all this stuff has come out? I don't think there was a handshake agreement per se. But I think that you got to weigh what the Lions were getting offered. Now, we're hearing that they're offered the eighth pick of the draft and change from Carolina. You know, and I was talking to people behind the scenes on this one. And if you're looking at the Lions from a team-building philosophy, let's say the Colts pick, as an example, what, in the mid-20s? Would you rather have a pick in the mid-20s, certainly, or would you rather have two second and two third-round picks? I'd probably rather have two second and two third-round picks. If you're building a team from the scratch, like Detroit is doing, I want those four picks. So I think that's where the thought process was. But then when a team came in and offered two first-round picks, that changed everything. Was it that the Rams deal was so overtly, like, take everything, we'll give you the house, we'll back up the truck, you can have everything we have, we just want to get off Goff as bad as we can? Was it really just, like, this is the most grand, maybe, overcompensation we've ever received for Stafford, we have to take this, or we may not get as good as this offer is? Yeah, that's what it was. We know that Stafford wanted to go to the West Coast, so it's between San Francisco and Los Angeles. We pretty much um, have that one third cut right now. Um, Stafford was willing to be traded to any team, apparently outside of New England, because of, I guess, Matt Patricia. They didn't want to reunite with him. Uh, it was a case of Detroit saying, okay, taking a step back. Um, sorry, but we're going with that offer. Uh, and I think the Niners on their end, well, you know, they probably give the Niners an opportunity to match it. And John Lynch and company are like, yeah, that's not happening. And you got to look at it from this context. Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford, that's a major upgrade. Jimmy Garoppolo to Matthew Stafford, it's an upgrade, but it's not on that level of an upgrade, especially when you're looking into the terms of the contracts. It's a major upgrade, but it's just not going from Goff to Stafford. And listen, the Lions get the quarterback that did a couple years ago lead their team to a Super Bowl. You know, who up until, I mean, what, 32 turnovers last 31 starts or something really ridiculous like that for for um, golf. But prior to that, I mean, he was number one pick for a reason. So maybe they think he's still kind of young. 
maybe we can get a couple years out of him as a stopgap and then build the team a different way. Before we get into what Albert Breer had to say about, um, you know, again, we already talked about there being no official offer. I want to know uh, if you did see your tweets on the Pat McAfee show and kind of what was that like? Like, I know when, when my tweet went out and kind of took maybe, you know, took Twitter by storm, I guess, and maybe was taken a little too far in, in my own words, like, was there any concern of like, if this doesn't go down, then I might have a bad look on me? Cause that's certainly how I felt of like, if this goes down, then I'm going to get shamed for what I just put out there. Was there any, was any of that concern from your end? No. I mean, I made it clear that I'm not, that I'm not usually reporting stuff Yeah. like that. Um, I made sure that I have those sources. I made sure that I trust them. So I'm not going to sit there and just throw something to the wind. And no, I mean, you can have overreactions from people, but listen, it's Twitter. That's the social media world. That's the news now media. You know, you look at, you know, I have people responding, name your source. Yeah, that's how it worked. That's how it worked with Watergate. We knew a beat for it right away, didn't we? Yeah. Um, with the Nixon thing. We knew it right away who it was because, you know, Paul Woodward and Carl Bergson, they told us. I mean, give me a break. So, no. <laughs> people that understand nuance, people that are not there for the um, shock and awe moments, they understand. Um, I think McAfee understood. McAfee was, you know, he reported it. Um, not going to clown on someone when the report doesn't end up coming to fruition because things, as I noted before, happened behind the scenes. Um, the Rams offering up two first round picks, a third round pick, and Jared Goff about exactly one of those things that happened behind the scenes. I mean, no one saw that coming. Kind of it kind of seemed like it was the the deal they can't refuse if you were going to use the Godfather reference there. Um, but I want to get into Albert Breer's report and your response to it was kind of saying official offer is key here. Niners aren't dumb. And what I got out of your tweet was more so of, it looks like San Francisco is playing damage control with Jimmy Garoppolo and trying to save face. Is is that what you were getting at with what you were saying on Twitter? Yeah. Listen, with, you know, remember when you had the 49ers front office, when you had Jed work at the throat of Harbaugh and, and Trump Balky, they were worried about the leaks. Um, John Lynch specifically said straight up, I'm taking this job as long as it's police. And pretty much putting Jed York on notice. Saying you're going to stop the lease. Not saying that he's saying that York was the lease, but you can read between the lines there, if you will. And I think that they, listen, they're not in the situation as some other teams. The Colts don't have a quarterback. I mean, I, I guess you could say Brissett's a quarterback. But <laughs> they don't have a quarterback to lead them to. Super Bowl. The Niners have that quarterback, regardless of your opinion of Garoppolo. He has been a winner in San Francisco. So they wanted a positive deniability. And that's why it was important that when you had a rear support where you said officially. You didn't hear him say the 49ers can offer anything. They didn't officially offer them anything. And that's where it's important uh, for people to realize that a team is really not going to offer up something officially unless it's pretty clear that hey, this trade's going to go through, and the Lions were talking to other teams. Like I said, they are up in Mobile talking through the night with the 49ers and other teams too. You're not going to limit yourself to one team in trade conversations unless it's clear the quarterback only wants to go to that one team, and that was not the case with Stafford. From a lot of people I talked to, uh, Dave Briquette being one from the Detroit Free Press, he mentioned that San Francisco, in his opinion, had the number two odds uh, – I forgot who the report said, but it was kind of between the Rams, Niners, and Indianapolis from what I heard. And I'm, again, I'm forgetting the reporter. But, but you know, was there, from the Niners brass, 
in front office. Was there like real confidence in them getting a deal done, at least initially, from when they first made their you know non-official offer? I, I, if you look at the Vegas odds, the Vegas odds are a determination of uh, where things are trending. If we saw it throughout Friday, they went to minus one fifty. Um, favorites. I think they're at plus 350 to the end of the day on Friday. So if you're having money go in that direction when it comes to something like Vegas and betting, then there's obviously things happening behind the scenes getting the ball moving on that front. So I'm sure that they were confident on doing it. But again, you got to look at it from the financial perspective. They're not in a desperate situation. The Rams are in a desperate situation because they threw golf under the bus publicly. And they're going to have to compete for a starting job in August. They were not committed to them. Yeah, they pushed back against him wanting to give him that contract extension before they ended up doing it. So I don't think they were ever sold on golf, even after that Super Bowl um, performance against the um, against the Patriots. Now with the 49ers, you gotta understand this. They made a play for Tom Brady, they considered Tom Brady last offseason. Jimmy Garoppolo understood that. It's Tom Brady, right? Making a play for someone like Stafford, who if we're being honest, now you have other factors that have not had it. It's a Detroit Lions, for God's sakes. But Garoppolo's had more success in terms of postseason and all that type of stuff compared to Stafford. So that might have been seen from Garoppolo's perspective as, you know, kicking the butt. Really? We're not talking about Deshaun Watson. We're not talking about Aaron Rodgers. We're not talking about Tom Brady. We're talking about Matthew Stafford. So the whole thing there is just the Niners having to communicate with him. Hey, this is what happened. And this is what we did, and then move on from there. Well, that was my next question, actually, as to what is the Jimmy Garoppolo side to this? Like, why would he have any desire to suit up for a team who now, albeit it's Tom Brady, but from Albert Beer's reports, his name came up in talks with the Colts following the Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs. Uh, His name has kind of been out there for almost the entire season, albeit maybe a lot of that is just rumors. But, but there kind of seems to be an underlying tension between Garoppolo and San Francisco, Garoppolo and Shanahan, Garoppolo and Lynch, as how many times do you have to shop me around before, you know, like, like in, I guess in other words, what do I mean to you? Like, a- am I your guy? Am I not your guy? Like, how many times do you have to keep shopping me around before eventually I'm gone or I don't want to be here anymore? Uh, if he's indeed back in San Francisco in 2021... What is the emotional and psychological impact in all of this for Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, you got to realize this thing. Garoppolo is not in a position of strength right now. Four Niners can trade him or release him, not take a dead cap hit. Actually acquiring Deshaun Watson from, from a pure salary cap perspective would save them a nice amount of money next season, right? Um, he's not in a position of strength. There's one team that he's been linked to. Um, sports now, we just had on um, Scott Zolak, who um, former Patriots quarterback and Patriots reporter, and he says that Garoppolo should be on the Patriots. Um, Teddy Bruschi was recently on and said the same thing. These are two people that are connected with the Patriots organization, but that's the only team that he's been linked to as a potential starting quarterback. So injuries to his last three seasons, he has not turned into the elite-level quarterback, and he hasn't, let's be honest that San Francisco envisioned they were getting him in 2017. So it's not like you have Tom, Aaron Rodgers, who they draft Jordan Love, and he's upset about that. No, Garoppolo has not proven himself to be a franchise quarterback. So he's not in a position of strength right now, period. So what is he going to do, complain about a team looking to upgrade from a quarterback that played six games last season and missed all but 13, all but three games in 2018? 
that doesn't make any sense to me that he would be upset about it. And if he is, well, there are other options out there for the 49ers outside of even Deshaun Watson. Well, you just mentioned Deshaun Watson. So let's kind of talk about Deshaun Watson here. And Chris Mortensen uh, said today on ESPN that San Francisco is kind of still in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. I know you reported that they made an offer, but it really wasn't worth mentioning or talking about getting into semantics about. Um, I mean, can you can you disclose what the offer was? And, and do you believe the Niners to be true contenders for Deshaun Watson following what transpired with the Niners in Detroit? I'm not sure what the offer was. Um, I know that it would include the 12th pick, just basic math. Um, probably one or both, one of the third round picks this year. And it had to include first round picks in 2022, 2023, and perhaps a player. Um, I mean, you're looking at, and I've talked to people about this, you're looking at one of the biggest trades in terms of compensation in recent NFL history. Think Herschel Walker. And a lot of people are too young to remember the Herschel Walker trade. Heck, I am. But anybody that knows their football history knows it helped build the Cowboys dynasty when they traded Herschel Walker to Minnesota back in the 80s, late 80s. So you're looking at that type of compensation. So now I didn't get any details. But, you know, people were calling up the Texans making offers. And, again, not official offers, as you know. But they were making offers. Okay, what about three first-round picks and this player? Just as a starting off point. And then the Texans got the lay of the land. As it relates to, okay, this is what we're working with right now. Now let's get into a bidding war. Uh, and the Niners are not going to go into a bidding war. Um, they, they did kind of to an extent with Odell Beckham Jr. and Khalil Mack, but it became clear. The Raiders were not trading Khalil Mack to the 49ers. And the Giants were not trading Odell Beckham Jr. to the NFC. So they have been in conversations with block, in blockbuster trades in the past. But just because the trade doesn't go down doesn't mean that the 49ers are not doing everything they can to improve their team. And listen, Deshaun Watson on the 49ers, we heard Jerry Rice talk about it, right? They're an instant Super Bowl contender for the next half decade. And John Lynch knows that. So, yeah, they're in on it. Uh, and I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they shocked the football world and did pull off the trade. Listen, you're not going to get a major leaks from the 49ers organization um, when it comes to trade talks of that ilk. When it comes to three first-round picks, a player, maybe Nick Bosa. It's not going to, I'm just throwing that name out there. It's not going to, it's definitely not going to be a major leak to the mainstream media because they want to maintain their um, leverage in negotiations with Houston and trade talks. Listen, Casario, the general manager of the Texans, he has a built-in relationship with Garoppolo. He was part of the front office that pushed back against trading Garoppolo to the 49ers in 2017, if you remember correctly. Robert Kraft's the one that wanted to pull off that trade. Billichick and company didn't. So there's an obvious connection there, right, between the Houston's front office and, um, and the 49ers front office. Due to the, maybe the, due to Deshaun Watson being known as this franchise guy, he had one of the best years of his career this year in the NFL, tops in a ton of statistical categories, uh, and many would say that he would rival what the Chiefs can do with Mahomes or have been doing with Mahomes, just doing it in San Francisco. Do you think that might maybe make the Niners get into a bidding war? I know they weren't a bidding war for Stafford. But when it comes to Watson, him being this 
you know, much bigger quarterback, much having a, a much bigger impact over the course of a franchise that can have an, an overarching Super Bowl appearance almost every single year. Do you think they would get into a bidding war for Watson? You got to look at it from this perspective. I think that they would to an extent. Because listen, there's talking about them trading up with the Jets from the 12th pick to the second pick. You know what that's going to cost you to get a Zach Wilson or Justin Fields who could each be a bust? That's going to take you the Carson Wentz, um, Jared Goff back in 2016 level in a trade. So what are you giving up for an unproven quarterback who's only a few years younger than Deshaun Watson? In fact, he's actually playing under a decent contract. You have to weigh that, man. You have to you have to weigh, well, okay, maybe we have to give an extra first-round pick, an extra first- and second-round pick to Deshaun Watson, but you're moving up from 12 to 2, dude. You're giving up a lot. That will, to an extent, um, allow them to get into a bidding war. But they're going to have what they will offer. And it's not going to be their initial offer, right? What the ceiling of what their offer will be. And I don't think they're going to go much over that. No. What is – in your opinion, more likely, San Francisco acquires the number two pick or they go all in for Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson. Wow, okay. Injuries aside, this past season, it was all about injuries. We know that. That's the Super Bowl contending team. We already know that. Heck, they had a 10-point lead against the Chiefs, right, in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Going with Garoppolo for one year as a stopgap option when there might be some hurt feelings there, right, as you noted. And then rolling with their rookie quarterback, we do not have a Patrick Mahomes that's going to be ready to step in and take his team to a Super Bowl immediately outside of Trevor Lawrence. I, I, can't, I don't see that in Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. So you have to weigh that. We're not the Lions. We're not this other team. We're not the Jets. We're in a team that we still have a window and a pretty big window for Super Bowl contention. Relying on a disgruntled Garoppolo, and then going with a number two pick to back him up for a season, I, it just doesn't seem like it seems like you're trying to fit like what is that whole saying? Uh, round peg in a square hole, or square peg in a round hole. It just doesn't make any sense to me. John McClain, who covers the Texans for the Houston Chronicle, put out kind of what it would cost for Watson, and I, I know you've alluded to it. He said it would take two first rounders, two second rounders, and two young defensive uh, starters at the least. Um, Let's forget the picks for a second. Those two defensive starters, um, you know, we've heard Bosa's name out there and Warner's name out there. I'm not saying you're saying that, but if I were to ask you, who are two defensive starters you think San Francisco will, will be willing to part ways with for Deshaun Watson, who would you say? Nick Bosa would count for two defensive starters, in my opinion. And that's where the Niners would go back. Okay, we'll offer up Nick Bosa, but we're not going to go offer up Javon Kinlaw or another player, too. Well, offer of Nick Bosa, that should account for two. If you're not going to get a better young defensive player and an offer from another team, period. Now, would the Niners be willing to trade Nick Bosa? Listen, you're looking at a top five edge rusher who's had multiple torn ACLs in the last four years, right? And you're looking at a top three quarterback who's still 25 years old and under contract for the next five seasons. Or in a quarterback-driven league. Of course, I think that they would move Bosa if it came down to it. Apparently, hypothetical, the only player that I would trade Nick Bosa for probably would be Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. But you have to look at it from, we're in a quarterback-driven league. You're upgrading at quarterback. You can get a Pro Bowl defensive end like Shaq Barrett or something in free agency. He might not be Dick Bosa, but you can use the money saved by bringing in Deshaun Watson. And you're saving, what, I think 12, 13 million against the cap. And then you can sign a Pro Bowl uh, by Treasure. 
um, to replace him. And there's a few that are actually on the market or could be on the market come March. If not Bosa, Jawan Kinlaw, yes. And Jimmy Ward, maybe. Okay, that aligns with what I put out there. I said a mixture of Jimmy Ward, Dre Greenlaw, Javon Kinlaw might make the most sense in regards to wanting to keep Nick Bosa. Then and that makes perfect sense to me. Um, when it comes to quarterbacks, arguably the biggest news of today, maybe even the week besides the Stafford news, uh, ESPN's Evan Massey reported the Niners are still trying to make a move at quarterback, and Kirk Cousins is a name to look out for, and if Minnesota's open to trading him... The Niners are going to make a strong push. And even Ross Tucker uh, doubled down and said it seems like and sounds like Cousins will be in San Francisco. Uh, knowing Kyle Shanahan's somewhat lust for Kirk Cousins over the years, and same with the Lions and Rams did you know, to kind of move Jared Goff, is there a real chance that Kirk Cousins is in San Francisco in 2021? I mean, the team was um, really going to go after Kirk Cousins hard. Um in 2018 before getting Garoppolo. And I know Shanahan was kind of in mourning the day after getting Garoppolo knowing that he was not going to get Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, take that tongue in cheek. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, he obviously has connection with Cousins. He obviously likes what Cousins brings to the table. But listen, the Niners' cap situation, I know the Vikings would take on a huge dead cap if I released by trading him. And the Niners would not have to take that on. But it's almost similar to the Jared Goff trade. If the Vikings were to move Cousins to the 49ers for Garoppolo, the Vikings would have to give the 49ers a draft pick or two. That contract's bad. It's a really bad, it's an albatross. And like I said, the Garoppolo contract's actually a point of reference for, for other teams right now because he's, what, the 15th highest paid quarterback in terms of the salary cap hit next year. You take away the, what, $2.5 million dead cap hit the Niners would take, I think he's a bottom 10 in terms of cap hit in 2021. Cousins' contract is just brutal. And so I don't, you know, read this crap on social media saying the Niners would give a second and a fourth round pick and Garoppolo, no. If the Niners trade for Kirk Cousins, I'm almost certain the Vikings would have to give the Niners draft picks. And if, if that's the case, maybe it does make sense. Is Cousins an upgrade over Garoppolo? I'm not sure. He is over the Garoppolo we saw last season. That's for sure. He's not over the Garoppolo we saw in 2019. But then if you can get draft picks, a team that lacks draft picks, right, and you can get maybe a second or a third round pick, maybe you consider it. I just think that's being thrown out there um, because the Niners are in the news right now, to be honest. Do you think there's a possibility that San Francisco does acquire Kirk Cousins and maybe some picks? One, what would those picks be? Would it be a Jared Goff level of pick like would it be two first rounders I wouldn't assume so I would assume somewhere between maybe a second or a third in return but also is there a chance maybe that they leverage that with the Jets and say hey we'll give you uh, whatever you want for the number two pick and then draft the quarterback as well like I guess my question really is would drafting or, or would trading for Kirk Cousins eliminate San Francisco from drafting a rookie in the first round to play quarterback maybe in the future for them the only thing I think that would eliminate the Niners from drafting quarterback in the first round is if they don't have that first round pick. And it is Sean Watson trade or Aaron Rodgers trade. Um, you know, I mean, you have Trey Lance who could be there at 12 without a trade up, right? Um, there's been a lot of talk on Matt Jones. Not a huge fan of his, 
but there's been a lot of talk about him in the NFL, leading up to the NFL draft. You could actually trade down in the first round and probably acquire him. I just can't see the 49ers making a trade for Kirk Cousins unless the Vikings make it worth their while, period. I know Shanahan loves Cousins. I get it. But you have John Lynch who's making the decisions, too. And he has no built-in relationship with Kirk Cousins. If they acquire Kirk Cousins and they have extra draft capital, I can easily see them trading up, like you said, to the Jets for a quarterback or going with a Trey Lance um, in the first round. Because Kirk Cousins is a stopgap option, just as Garoppolo is a stopgap option. Only one that's not right now would be Deshaun Watson, and if he were to be made available, Aaron Rodgers. People on Twitter today and probably will all week been talking about what Kirk Cousins brings to San Francisco. In my opinion, he doesn't bring much more than a 2019 Jimmy Garoppolo does, but you mentioned he's obviously far better than what a 2020 Garoppolo was. I guess my question to you really is, one, which version of Garoppolo do you believe we will see in 2021 if he is on the 49ers? And two, what would a Kirk Cousins San Francisco 49er offense look like in 2021, it would be wouldn't be much different than the 2019 offense. Now you got better playmakers. Um, Brandon Ayuk, as we know, showed out big time as a rookie. Debo Samuel is going to hopefully be healthy again. Um, you got Moster, you got Wilson, Trent Williams. People forget this. Trent Williams was actually an upgrade last season over the last season of Joe Staley. I hate saying that because Joe Staley is a legend, but Joe Staley was not that great his final season in the NFL. So you have especially for a pure pocket passer like Cousins. You have at least a left tackle. The wide receivers obviously get off. Uh, so I, I think you're looking at the 2019 of the 49ers. If Cousins were brought back, with the whole hope that Jimmy Garoppolo is somehow going to turn back and turn into an elite quarterback, it's not happening. He's 29 years old. I know he was injured last season. I get it. Thankful injuries. But he's not going to automatically morph into an elite-level quarterback at 29, 30 years old, especially when what we're hearing is that Shanahan has not been able to fully unleash his playbook with Garoppolo. Only argument for um, Cousins is he knows the offense, right? He knows the system. It's not that one- or two-year window that it took Matt Ryan to learn um, Shanahan's offense. So I think that'd be the one argument in favor of Cousins. Um, but his ceiling is not that much. Um, and obviously now there's their opposite. Do you think, based on the fact alone that Lynch may have been or had more, was more involved in acquiring Garoppolo than Shanahan was, and Shanahan did want Kirk Cousins so bad, and he feels that maybe his playbook is kind of uh, being limited, do you think Shanahan might push the issue on Lynch, saying this is the guy I've wanted all along, you went out and you acquired Garoppolo, I didn't want him, now's the time to get me my guy. You can do what you want in the draft, but I need my guy in San Francisco because we can win now with what I want over what you wanted in 2017, 2018. Yeah, I mean, that's a back and forth. Uh, you know, any talk about them not having a good relationship is crap. They have a good relationship. And that's the back and forth that you have. They both signed the contract extensions. So they're going to be with the 49ers for a while. Um, if Shannon goes to Lynch and says, hey, I want her cousins. Then I would imagine that John Lynch will go to the Vikings and engage in conversations with the Vikings about their cousins, just as he would or has with Deshaun Watson. 
I, yeah, I mean, you're talking about an offensive-minded head coach who's still your offensive coordinator. Well, I know they promoted and became this offensive coordinator, but we already know. Um, I shouldn't actually call him plays. You want your head coach to be comfortable with his quarterback, especially if he's selling their Shanahan sale. In an offense, that kind of need to have a specific type of quarterback to be successful. You mentioned the relationship between John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, how any any maybe hints of their relationship may having some problems is a load of crap. Um, when it comes to Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and Jimmy Garoppolo, we've heard that there might be some issues behind the scenes. We know the trade talks. We've already talked about the trade talks today alone. Um, how is their relationship? Like, is it one where Shanahan maybe doesn't respect or trust Garoppolo? We've also heard that too. Like, what is their relationship dynamic like between quarterback and head coach, quarterback and general manager? Honestly, I have no idea. I'm not going to pretend to know. Um, that's been that's that's going to be kept internally more than anything. Uh, I know that you can just see shit in the hands body language last season on the sideline with some of the throws Garoppolo was making, and you can tell he was frustrated. You can tell. So I mean, obviously, there's something behind the scenes there. Um, I probably would liken it more to the John Gruden Derek Carr relationship, to be honest. We have the ups, we have the downs. Um, the ups are awesome, but the downs, I think at this point, might be far outweighing the ups. Um, so th- that's where I'm looking at. But again, that's just pure speculation on my part because when are going to keep that internal. Garoppolo is going to keep that internal. He's not going to go out there and, and attack the Warriors organization. He's not that type of individual that's going to do that publicly. You mentioned Garoppolo not having much leverage, not really in a strong position. Uh, is there a chance that he says, I want out, and the Niners just cut him and go, fine, we're done? Like, no one wants to trade for you anyway, so we're just going to let go of you? Like, is there a chance he's frustrated enough and says, I'm done? There's a chance he does that, but I mean, I don't, I still don't think the corners are going to release him. He has trade value. So, I, I, I mean, from what I was hearing about people being shocked at Garoppolo, that this all came up with Garoppolo, he could probably still get the Niners a third and fourth round pick. The Colts, they stuck in our Stafford. He would fit Frank Reich's offense, right? Um, dating back to what we saw in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz. So, yeah, I mean, I could see the Niners saying, okay, we're going to move on. His marriage is over. I just don't see them releasing him. There's no reason to. His contract is pretty decent. And if you're looking at Jacoby Brissett for the Colts, or you're looking at, I don't even know what the Patriots options would be, if you're not bringing back Cam Newton. You know, you're 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 negotiating from position of strength. Um, what I do know is the 49ers would definitely um, work with Garoppolo to get him to a team that he wants to go to, and I think that's where the New England Patriots are coming from. If they were to move on from him, it'd be like Alex Smith a few years ago. He wanted to go to the Chiefs, the 49ers worked out a trade with the Chiefs, right? I think we'd be looking at a similar situation. I don't think this divorce. I don't think if it is a divorce this offseason, I don't think it's going to be ugly. If I were to- if I were to give you the odds for the 49ers quarterback job in 2021, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, or a rookie quarterback, where would you rank them in the odds of likeliness for 2021? After the Stafford thing, I'd say Garoppolo one, Watson two, rookie quarterback three, Kirk Cousins four. But it's all, it's all, okay. you could put one one, you could put one four. 
I just don't see them going with a rookie quarterback um, for a Super Bowl contending team if those options are Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. I mean, I don't mind, don't get me wrong. They're both going to be probably going to be good quarterbacks, but are they ready at this point to lead your team into Green Bay in January and come away with a win or take out a elite Rams defense with the division on the line? I'm, I'm, before Nana's Brass cannot be thinking that that's the ideal start. So I'd say Garoppolo won simply because they were looking at the Stafford trade and because it's just going to cost so much to get Deshaun Watson. Are they going to blow all that draft capital on one player? Personally, I'd do it. Personally, I would offer up right now, I'd offer up two first-round picks to Nick Bosa and two second-round picks. Get it done. That's just me. Do the Niners value the quarterback position over the draft capital? Because it seems like from what you're telling me, they might, but maybe leaning in the opposite direction. I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't know. I, can, I couldn't tell you one way or another. I know they value um, draft capital, but also you don't have a player like 25-year-old Deshaun Watson who played like an MVP for a bad Houston Texans team become available. You just don't. Um, and that's where it changes up everything, not just for the 49ers, but for all these teams, man. You have all these teams that might not normally be looking for a quarterback, and they're like, oh, um, Deshaun Watson's available. We have to at least take the tires on it. I think from a 49ers perspective, the one thing that changes the landscape a little bit with, compared to other teams is the sense of security that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have at the signing of contract extensions, right, prior to last season. They can afford to pull off a blockbuster trade like that and not be looking over their shoulders like Chet Gorsuch to eat them out. So, or two them out, excuse me. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. No, um, they're not going to be looking over their shoulder if they pull off this trade. I, I, that's the one thing that they have looking for them, in my opinion, compared to other teams. Outside the Patriots, obviously, Belichick's not going anywhere. That makes perfect sense to me. And Vincent, I want to thank you for joining us today. You were great. You're phenomenal. A lot of insight you gave. Uh, we, I, I appreciate you answering my DM and talking to me prior to and even talking to me now. And I want to tell everybody out there they can follow you on Twitter at Vincent Frank NFL. Uh, you do a lot of great work for Forbes. Uh, I, I love your opinion pieces. And Vincent, I want to thank you again for joining us today and hope somewhere, maybe somehow, someday we can do this again very soon. Hey, no problem, man. Whenever you need me, I'll be here. As we thank Vincent once again for joining us, I mentioned you can follow him on Twitter at Vincent Frank NFL. And as we venture on into the offseason, is Garoppolo the quarterback? Is it Kirk Cousins? Is it Deshaun Watson? A rookie quarterback may not be likely, according to Vincent. Be sure to keep up on all the news. You can follow us on social media at 49ers.access, on Twitter at 49ers underscore access. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, leave a review. My name is Sterling Bennett. This has been the 49er Access Podcast, and until next time, stay faithful. Stay faithful.